0: All right everybody welcome to BO boys for what is it Wednesday December 13th. 13th fuck it it's a raw feed yeah i said fuck it we're live i'm clayton yeah, in I'm studio Pat.
1: We're we're in a studio. Here's here's the deal, and this is why that intro sounds so clunky.
0: Don't 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 call me out on the carpet.
1: Um, no, you're on a car. You actually look down. You are standing on a carpet, and I will call you out on it. This is true. Clayton and I, we've had a couple of brewskis uh-huh. before this recording. You know, we had a company Christmas party. It was my company, and Clayton was also there, mm-hmm. and we had some brewskis, had some tiny quiches... Some brownies, yep. some cheeses. Not
0: that kind of brownie.
1: No, no. Regular brownies, but more brewskis. Yeah. Cups of wine. hmm So this is, you know, this is a boozy, floozy Tuesday weekend preview that we're doing right now. We're lubricated. Yeah. So the Bo Boys are fully lubricated, and we are here to talk the weekend of, upcoming weekend of Friday, December 15th, a.k.a. Wonka Weekend.
0: Uh, That's what it's going to be known as. Yeah. That's definitely what it's going to be known as. Uh, I I think, you know, we were talking about this previously. Obviously, we talked about it with Jeff Bach of Exhibitor Relations Co., the great Jeff Bach, when we talked about our holiday preview, our winter preview. And I think we all sort of agreed that this is Timothy Chalamet's coming out party. Yes. This is when he takes that step up to the next level. Yes,
1: yes. I mean, here's it, it's an interesting box office career with him, because he had Dune mm-hmm. in that fall of 2021, and it was a hit. And that was, yes. remember, a day-and-date HBO Max at the time. Yeah, HBO still existed. HBO Max was a thing. Mm-hmm. And Dune dropped on HBO Max and in theaters, and it still got to over $100 million. I yes. think not... Far above that, right? It was. It was maybe it made. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just before I look it up. Did it make 111 million dollars? I think that's that's what Dune made domestically back in 2021, and actually pretty much nailed it. It made 108 million dollars. Amazing. That movie made another 280 outside the U.S. So that yep. movie made 391. So Chalamet had a full on. He was the top liner, and that movie was a hit. Uh, okay. Okay.
0: Zendaya. You, you can't give it all to Chalamet. She's uh,
1: barely in the movie, though.
0: Uh, barely in the movie, but she ain't barely on uh, on Twitter. She ain't barely – I mean X. She ain't barely it on It was Instagram. Twitter then.
1: It was Twitter then. Now it's Twitter X.
0: She is a huge star, and I think the fact – the mere fact that she shows up Uh, and shows face in that was a huge deal. And and listen, that is not to diminish Chalamet, but Zendaya also was somebody who drove interest.
1: Yeah, she was. But listen, that was his movie. He hosted SNL promoting that movie famously, famously, of course, on live national television. We can't stress this enough. Timothy Chalamet came out at the end of that SNL famously with the Legendary, legendary hoodie in support of the legendary pictures production company. Yes. Standing out against the day and date release of Dune. Yes. Yes. So Chalamet was front and center on that. You look though at his other box office history, now he doesn't have anything else that I would say is comparable to Dune or Wonka in terms of a movie that could have been a big hit that mm-hmm. he is the lead of. You know, you look at he's in stuff like. Uh, Love the Coopers, Adderall Diaries. He's got a big part in Lady Bird, and that was a for sure independent hit. That movie made forty-eight million domestic. Otherwise, Little Women, and he's in Little Women. That's right. He's the male lead in Little Women, and yes. that was a hundred million dollar hit. If you look at Timothy Chalamet's box office history, there's not a Big swing and a miss. Yes, I would say there's not a Dune or Wonka type project that failed. He just hasn't done very many of them.
0: No, and and, and I think that is uh, hot t-
1: summer nights in July of 2018.
0: That was an A24 misfire. Yeah, a rare A24 misfire, I believe.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing in there. But that
0: disappeared so uh, fast that right. I, I it it did not damage his credibility at all.
1: Right? Yeah. Rainy Day in New York, the Woody Allen film. Yes. And that I'm looking at the box office. Can you guess the box office of Timothy Chalamet, Rainy Day in New York? What is the domestic box office of that film?
0: A hundred and eleven thousand dollars. No. Two
1: thousand and seven hundred and forty-four dollars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So and that's,
0: that's all from your bank account?
1: Some of it is for me.
0: Okay.
1: Um, some of it is for me. But I can't say I I paid the entire $2,700 that A Rainy Day in New York made in October 20. Wow, that came out in October 2020.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is COVID. I mean, you got to blame COVID.
1: Yeah. That's yeah.
0: definitely a COVID casualty.
1: Yes, yes. Woody Allen's A Rainy Day in New York could have made uh, – could have been a huge hit if it wasn't for COVID in – 2020 absolutely so that's a thing like chalamet's in stuff like french dispatch i mean bones and all november 2022 yeah is i guess the closest thing other than dune and wonka to where he's been front and center the lead of a quote-unquote big movie and that movie only made 7.8 million but also it's a movie about teenage cannibals it's a hard sell it's a hard sell
0: uh here's the thing here's the thing it Tell Chalam- me Alan Baldwin. Here's th- the thing. Thank you. Chalamet has not had the sort of misfires that someone like Tom Holland has had. Right? When you look at uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, right. you know, he has had Chaos Walking, he's had Cherry, which was an Apple film okay. that did not go to theaters. And then, you know, he has a miniseries on Apple TV that nobody remembers, right? Okay. Chalamet is a guy who has kept himself special by being theatrical. Okay. He hasn't had an Apple Plus TV show. He hasn't had an Apple Plus movie Mm -hmm. that went nowhere, Mm -hmm. right? Hot Summer Nights, A24 movie, whatever. But the expectation with that is that that would have been a theatrical. I don't think he went into it being like, yeah, this is going to drop on PVOD.
1: Well, I think – I mean, Holland's a tough one to use as a negative comparison because he's one of the few young stars that has opened movies. Obviously, it's m- mainly Spider-Man, but he did open – what was the video game adaptation? That Uncharted. Was, like, he opened Uncharted. But that was
0: his only other.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, but I think here's a comparison. Tom, uh, uh, Timothy Chalamet has not had anywhere near the run of misfires that a Ryan Reynolds – had, yes, before you know. he broke. Right, right. Like Chalamet hasn't been in uh uh R.I.P.D. R.I.P.D. That's the yeah, he hasn't Green not Lantern. Green Lantern. Chalamet has not had big studio. The only reason that this exists is to make money and then it bombed. He hasn't yes. had those. Which is all to say, I I think we're both guys who think Chalamet has movie star draw people into a theater potential.
0: Yes, uh, absolutely. He's I think he's got the non-threatening vibes that a young Leo DiCaprio had. Yes. He's yes. got the acting chops and I think he has from his SNL hosting duties yep. a good sense of humor about himself. Yeah. Which yeah. all are positive attributes. Yeah.
1: And the legendary hoodie He's on the right event, side. I think that won the guys over. You know, because that was a ballsy move back in 2021 mm-hmm. when he walked on live national television with that legendary hoodie to make that statement against Day and Date. And I think a lot of men, and you know, not to gen- gender here, but I think that's the audience he has had a win over. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of men, like you're a guy who works in the soot mines. Yeah. And men who work in the soot mines respected that Chalamet came out there with the legendary hoodie. Yeah. And, and took that risk.
0: He stuck up for. The people who made the film. Yes. Not the people who distributed the film. Yes. The people who made the film.
1: Yeah. So I, I think he has that potential to be a leading man who brings all audiences to theaters. And, I mean, listen, is the biggest swing he's had because obviously is a big IP. It's been successful with other actors. Mm-hmm. But there is a world in which audiences fully reject this film. You know, Wonka is not, and especially a year like this where we've seen big IP that people reject. Yes. It's not a sure thing. And if this hits, I think a big part of it is because people wanted Chalamet in that part.
0: And I do think it can't be underestimated, the popularity of the Paddington movies, not necessarily at the box office, but as home viewers. Mm -hmm. The, um, The young people who were weaned on the Paddington movie and its sequel. Mm. Those movies are definitely movies that parents put on for very young kids who are now of age to go see a emerging heartthrob in a movie directed by the same person who did these films. And, I mean, I think, like you were saying, like, this this is like Four Quadrant. I do think that this will get the young ladies, the young men... Mm-hmm. The young people, the young people, yeah, the older women, the older men, the older people, people. yeah, and uh, so we're we've that's kind of a six. This is maybe a six quadrant hit. Yes. Yeah. I mean, listen, you have to update it with the times. Yeah. So four
1: quadrant is is maybe not the right nomenclature anymore. And, and it should I think be six. Quadrant. And
0: I think six quadrant is even that is like being conservative.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is also up the quadrants because that's more box office you get more box office dollars with six quadrants than four quadrants absolutely so yeah there's no downside it's, it's, to it yeah it's inclusive and it's it brings in more money mm-hmm. so I think six quadrant is how we should go um, so, this film, Wonka, it is seemingly getting good reviews, and we're not critics, huh? Huh. And critics aren't everything, huh? And obviously you could have huh. Jurassic Park movies or things like that that get 15% on Rotten Tomatoes, and everyone's going to see it because they want to see the dinosaurs. But I do yeah. think is the type of movie that if this were bad, it would negatively affect the box office.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think with with this sort of film you do need those high scores because it, it as much as it is a franchise people know or at least a character people know mm-hmm. there hasn't been when when did the when did the actual True wonka that? movie i mean that's way further back than i think i could even guess um,
1: the oh the original with Gene not Wilder not the original
0: but the Depp the one that the, the last Wonka movie okay
1: that I'm gonna guess is tw- 2007 let me look up right now 2005
0: right okay so that is so that is like uh, almost 20 years ago
1: right so that was the Tim Burton Johnny Depp movie so let's let's start off the bat is there any chance I, I'm gonna let's do a little guess what do you think that the Tim Burton Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie made in total domestically.
0: Wow, domestically. Yeah, and, and what do you
1: what would you guess it opened up to? It opened July 15, thousand five. Uh, oh, summer movie. Oh,
0: did it open in the sixties?
1: It opened at fifty six million. So okay, very close, and it got to three
0: hundred
1: domestically. It it. It it ended up at two hundred and six million, made another okay. two sixty nine international, four hundred and seventy five million worldwide. So okay. that was a blockbuster. That was sort of the height box office wise of Burton. Mm, yes. You know because he did his it was him and Depp and they did Alice in Wonderland, they did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. Not the height creatively, but definitely the though people do like that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, he did that, the
1: Michael Jackson impression. Yes,
0: uh, which, yeah, that, I mean that—that that is a generation's Wonka. I mean, yeah. th- th- not our generation's Wonka, because of course Gene Wilder. But, uh, I yeah, I mean, I do think that was a definitive take mm-hmm. for a while, right? Uh, for young people, yeah. And I think there was
1: there's a generation where
0: their Wonka is Michael Jackson. And I think there is an opening now for, let's reclaim Wonka. Yes. Let's take Wonka away from the controversy because, yes. listen, uh, we're not going to step in it. Obviously, of I'm not going to allow you to step in it. But no. we,
1: we just came from a company Christmas party. I, of all days, I cannot step in
0: I'm, it. Today. I'm so mining my P's and Q's right now, yeah. as everybody can notice. But, you know, Depp, you know, he has his issues. Michael Jackson had his issues. Yep. If there's a way. I don't way- know if any
1: of their issues overlapped or if they ever met.
0: No, I mean, unless Depp was spending like thousands of dollars on wine and threw in a few, you know, bottles of Jesus juice, I don't think mm-hmm. there was any overlap there. But I think there's a a, a opportunity to reclaim Wonka as an IP without the controversy. Yes, yes. You get the Paddington guy, which I don't know about him. Could be a great guy. Could be a monster. But we don't know enough about him to yeah. make a judgment. He's has not a, been has in the a, news.
1: Has a good reputation.
0: Yes. Uh, And then Chalamet, who, of course, there's people online who are like, he was mean to me at a Starbucks. It's like, okay, that's fine.
1: I mean, he was probably rushing out of that place.
0: Yeah, exactly. Who wants to hang
1: out in a Starbucks? Well, that's the thing. I don't know if I believe any of those anecdotes because would Chalamet
0: even be in a Starbucks? Exactly. I think he would be at a Blue Bottle, if anything. Right. So, yeah. But that's the kind of thing is like his thing is like, you know he's a he's a rich kid or what I mean, those are the controversies, which is whatever. Everybody in Hollywood is a rich kid. So right. that does not matter. So I do think there's a st- he's not squeaky clean, but there's definitely a cleanness to him yeah, as yeah. a a star right now. And for Wonka to come out now is like we can enjoy Wonka without reservation. Yes, And I think that's important for a lot of people. Yes, yes,
1: yeah. Chalamet doesn't... I, I just hope in these last couple of days before the movie opens, Chalamet doesn't say, oh, and actually my Wonka is based on me doing an impression of and then he's like, actually, I'm doing R. Kelly or something like that. Like, Jeffrey Epstein as yes. Wonka.
0: Not that he would do that. And obviously, you know, it's a very serious topic and I am i don't mean to, you know, make, make light of it. But but if Chalamet
1: and, was basing his Wonka yeah. off of a Jeffrey Epstein impression, that I think would be – you, you've gotten this far, mm-hmm. Chalamet, without saying that in public. Yes. Don't reveal that. Don't do an actor on actors where it's like – Chalamet in conversation with you know Rowan Atkinson, who's in this movie, yeah, and they're talking about their inspirations, and Rowan Atkinson is like, oh, "I based Mister Bean off of like King Henry or whoever he based Mister Bean off of," and then Chalamet's said, "And I based my Wonka off of Jeffrey Epstein."
0: Yeah, and and, le- and I think is even if that's the case, let your process be your process. I don't yeah. think we need to be. As into the process as, as everybody tries to be nowadays. I mean, that is an issue that we have, obviously. Yeah, leave some mystery. Let, leave some mystery, yeah. Let, yeah. The, let the mystery be, as they say.
1: Yeah, so so definitely that would affect the box office. We're only a few days out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, there's not a pre recorded actor on actor interview with Chalamet and Mr. Bean where Chalamet reveals my Wonka is based on R. Kelly, my Wonka is based on Jeffrey Epstein. You Both,
0: know. yeah, like equal parts.
1: Yeah. they think yeah. that would be terrible. That would be terrible because, yeah, this generation needs a squeaky clean. We could all root for this Wonka. Mm-hmm. Wonka. And I think so far so good. We're a few days out. I – I, you know, it's, it is interesting how a couple of months ago the tracking on this movie was in the 20s and it looked like there was no way it could get anywhere near what the Tim Burton, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory did in mm-hmm. 2005 – Tracking's gone up and up and up. I think the reviews have helped the tracking. I think the the looking at December and sort of realizing something's got to be big. Yes. There's been some coalescing around, like, it's not going to be Aquaman, probably. It's not going to be, what else? You know, Migration yeah. hasn't gotten, you know, we'll get into that next week. It doesn't feel like that's going to be a Sing-level Illumination movie. So something's got to be big. Yeah. And I think audiences are starting to look at you know what Wonka could be the big December movie. Yes, and maybe it is going to get near the Burton.
0: And again, I think that'd be great if it did, but also don't be upset if it doesn't. Okay, because I do think that this can tend to happen, and it's it's you know you always want that big splashy number to yep. open right because that is great publicity to say. Oh, this overperformed. But I think we've seen stuff like Puss in Boots, Mm -hmm. Last Wish, opening lower and then making an historic run. This feels to me like that's a possibility. It could happen.
1: This could be – this could very much be a Jumanji situation. Yes. The the, the Rock, Jack Black, Kevin Hart version of Jumanji, which Mm -hmm. opened okay, Back in what? Was that a 2015
0: I feel – I'm movie? feeling 2015 because I think the sequel was 2017 or 18, right? Right.
1: So, so that I think is going to be a comp we need to keep in mind for Wonka is this is a mid-December opener. We're about a week or two away from that Christmas to New Year's week. We're just – people are going to be going to see movies every day. Family yep. films are going to do great. And it, I – I think Wonka. You're right. We're, we're, we got to calm the masses. Yes. Because if Wonka opens to 28 million this weekend, this could still be a giant it's, hit.
0: Yeah, because it could it could then have a second weekend of 26. Exactly. Right. I mean, that's a possibility in this time of uh, this time frame because Last Wish, Jumanji, both those movies, December movies.
1: So Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle came out December twentieth, twenty seventeen. Yep. Clayton, could you guess what the opening weekend of that film was?
0: Nine million dollars. No, the, it's
1: still a big movie. Seventeen million dollars. Thirty-six million. Geez, okay. So it opened at thirty-six million, ended up though making four hundred and four million domestic. Well, the, the so second weekend was what thirty-two of, of ten.
0: What was the second weekend?
1: Thirty-two. The second weekend. I'm I'm taking a look at that now, but I think you're going to be right in that it was basically no drop. Okay, first weekend 36 million, second weekend 50 million. So an increase with absolutely no theater change.
0: Yes, whoa.
1: So, that all to say, December gives you some spectacular box office runs, and Wonka does feel poised to be that movie this year. It's not going to be the Illumination movie. It probably won't be Aquaman 2, although that could still end up doing okay. We'll talk about it in a few weeks. Yeah, Wonka feels like the movie that could be
0: the real
1: steady choice through that Christmas New Year's week.
0: And, and, and not to bury another movie while we're celebrating, uh, you know, a different movie. I, I, I just, and we'll get to it when it comes, but I just feel like Aquaman's DOA. Like, it, the more we talk about Wonka, the more I feel like nobody's going to want to see Aquaman.
1: Like, well, nobody. Well, here, it's it's interesting. They're both Warner Brothers movies, and Warner Brothers also has Color Purple opening, yep. I think, Christmas Day. It does feel like Warner Brothers has put all of their chocolate in Wonka's basket. They know. Yeah. yeah. They and, know. And if they know, then... We we've got to t- yeah we've got to take that as a big hint if Warner Brothers is basically betting on Wonka
0: we've seen one trailer for Aquaman yeah we've seen one trailer one poor trailer yeah not a great trailer and we've only seen one and this movie is coming out in what three weeks less yeah. than three weeks less, oh
1: less than three weeks
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is DOA, and they know it. It is dead in the water. So
1: as we look ahead before we give our predictions for Aquaman opening weekend, I'm going to throw – I'm looking at the cast here. Tell me if you think anyone is going to help the box office in this cast. Obviously, Chalamet, we do think he's a draw.
0: 100%. Yeah.
1: Um, Keegan-Michael Key as chief of police, mean anything? No.
0: I mean, for me, a deterrent, but for most people, a shrug. I mean, yeah,
1: there are a couple of deterrents in here. So, so here's a deterrent, I think, for both of us. But I think he's a he's one whom I'm going to say is a deterrent who nobody knows, so it won't matter. Uh, Little Britain's Matt Lucas as Prod knows.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, if you know, you know, and if you know, you avoid. But the most people know him for Bake Off at this point. Okay. Uh, for British Bake Off because he was a co-host of that.
1: But he was he was dumped from that show. He right?
0: was, but I don't think people hated him. Okay. Like I don't think they. I don't think they have the memories of us going to Comedy Central and being like, "Please be an SNL rerun or Kids in the Hall," and then Little Britain shows oh. up and you're like, "What? What?" You yeah. know, and then you have to go over to Sports Center or whatever MTV. Right, right. And so I think we hold that grudge, and I I think there there's not going to be a negative connotation with him as much as we carry. So I do mm-hmm. think that it's a push. I mean, nobody's going to go to see the movie for him. Right. But I don't think there's going to be a mass avoidance of him.
1: Okay, I, I agree. I don't think Matt Lucas will will keep people away, will affect the box office. And So no. that's good for this movie. I mean, that's the way – that's what you got to hope for when you end up casting Matt Lucas is that he doesn't hurt your box office. Yes. Um Sally Hawkins is Willy Wonka's mother. I think it's not going to affect the box office, but I think this helps with the Paddington crowd because it's a good reminder mm-hmm. to the Paddington fans that, oh, yeah, the Paddington director directed this.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: So I I think in that sense she helps the box office because she will remind people about the paddings, in fact.
0: Yes, I totally agree. Here's
1: someone who and maybe this is our bias showing Rowan Atkinson as Father Julius. I think he helps the box office. I f- Do you think
0: Johnny English has some juice still at the box office? Johnny English has had more movies than you would remember. Uh I I think to a certain demographic he does help absolutely mm-hmm. i mean he's a comedy icon yes i never watched black adder i wasn't a huge mr bean guy john english respect respect him Yep, respect what he did um i think natalie Bruglio was in one of those movies okay so gotta respect that but uh, yeah i think of all the people you've mentioned so far sally hawkins and him those are value ads but not like great value ads
1: so here's Last two people, I'll mention that I think these could be great value adds. Yeah. Olivia Coleman is in this movie as Mrs. Scrubbit.
0: I love that. Yeah. Oscar winner. Yep. And all around delight mm-hmm. anytime she's in the public. Yeah. I think that is a definite plus.
1: I mean, I haven't seen her on the promotional trail, but like she's someone who would be great if you get her to make one or two appearances promoting this movie, yeah, she's so great on television, so charming, I, and I, I mean, think you got to use her on this final push. Is get Olivia Coleman on something I to mean, promote this movie? Listen, w- you're gonna okay. Wow, you're gonna say it.
0: Eat the wings. Eat the wings, dude. I would watch the heck out of that if Olivia Coleman mm-hmm. is eating those wings. Yeah, the reactions. The conversation, the the, the 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 non sequiturs. Yep. that is. I think she'd be unflappable. Entertainment. Yeah, that's entertainment. Uh, I, I, think I would love Coleman, to see that.
1: I think they're I do think Olivia Coleman could end up eating the wings. Yeah, I don't think she goes on hot ones to promote her role as Mrs. Scrubbit in Wonka. All right. Uh, I I think I think a movie comes out where Olivia Coleman is. Above the title. Uh huh. And she really wants that to be a hit for her. Yeah. I could definitely see her on Hot Ones. I don't think she would do it in this promotional cycle for this movie. Last name I'll throw out there Hugh Grant yeah. as Lofty and Oopa Loopa. Do you
0: even have to ask? I mean, uh, com- he has made the complete sort of uh, transition from. Star, mm-hmm. uh, butts in the seats movie star. Yes. Because he was. He was. He was. There is a such Nine thing, months. Yeah. There is such a thing as a Hugh Grant movie. Yes. Yes. He is now one of the top value adds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe. I mean, of course, Samuel Jackson, number one value add. Yep. Woody Harrelson, I'd put in that too. Yep. Value Michael adds. Keaton. Michael value Keaton's ad. a value yeah, add. Yeah. I think Hugh Grant is reaching the peak of value add, which wow. at that age that is i mean if you're if you're not De Niro or Denzel or Tom Nicholson Hanks. if he ever comes back or Tom yeah. Hanks, that is what you can aspire to,
1: yes, yes. Yeah, it's at a point when you get old enough you got to be on Michael Kane. Yes. Be a value add. Yes. And yeah, I agree Hugh Grant is really aging into that role really well. And I think now one thing about it is he he did I don't know if it was a misstep, but he did on the promotional trail mention that he hated being in this movie that's in the sense that, you know, a lot of makeup yeah. and special effects and he did it so you could buy a new house. I think with Hugh Grant, though, that stuff always just comes out as charming. It,
0: that, no, that's his thing now. That's he, his thing. That's his new thing He's is like that – He's the, the Q, curmudgeon. cute curmudgeon, absolutely. Yeah. He goes on and he says how his face looks like a ball sack mm-hmm. and everybody's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. It's true, but we also love you. Yeah. Like I think that is his new thing. When he gets interviewed on the red carpet – and he gives, you know, one-word answers to, you know, the E.T. reporters. Yeah. People don't, aren't like, he's a dick. They're like, oh, he's so he, – look, he's so charming. He's so charming, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that is his brand now.
1: If Timothy Chalamet mm-hmm. on an actor's on actor appearance were to admit that he based his Wonka – on Divine Brown. Oh, interesting. Would that help the box office for this movie, hurt the box office, or it's a
0: push? You know, I think that interview would probably have to ask like, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? When you based your performance on Divine Brown. But yeah, Divine Brown is one of those names that I think only a few people remember us being, you know, Paramount, right? But uh, if you know, you know. We're top two. Yeah, we're top two people who talk about Divine Brown daily. Yes.
1: Uh, so yeah, we uh, have another podcast called Divine
0: Brown Daily. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I think that it it's not going to give a significant enough bump that you'll be able to really notice. Okay. I don't think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree, but it doesn't detract. But I, I also
0: would love to see that. I, I just, I, I'm not an actor. Right. Uh,
1: so well, I, you you are not allowed to be right now because you're in a member in of uh, SAG in bad standing. In bad
0: standing, yes. So I mean, so uh, there
1: are union. I can
0: act, and I but I can act only badly. Yes. Yes. I'm not able to act good. Yes. Which I, what I would normally do if I was fully paid up. Yes. Right mm-hmm. now it's all just bad acting. But even that, I mean that's why Chalamet is a star and makes the big bucks is that he can do a he can do a Willy Wonka based on Divine Brown and it will make sense.
1: Yes. Yes. And 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 would not detract from the box office. So no. pre-sales on this seem like they're pretty good. They they've been trending up. Overseas. Um the other thing about this movie this week. Oh yeah, overseas it opened. It already opened. And it's already made forty three, forty four million mm-hmm. its first weekend internationally. So that all seems positive. And the other big thing is it's going to be the IMAX movie this weekend. Yes. You know, we've had a couple of weeks where nothing huge is open. Mm -hmm. You know, Renaissance, a film by Beyonce and Godzilla Minus One, those have been the big movies that are probably like on IMAX screens. Yes. Wonka's going to get everything this weekend. It's going to get every PLF that it wants, that its heart desires. Wonka's going in there. So it's going to get the higher ticket prices. It's going to get the just people who want to go see whatever is in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Those people are going to go. So do we want to put a number out there for this movie?
0: Yeah. What is what is the tracking again? Well, Box Office You know, Office the tracking Pro. is
1: like 35 to 40. Okay. Um, okay. Which, again, has been up from 25 to 30 just a month ago. Yeah. So what really is – I'll throw these things out there. Is it gonna go over the tracking? And if it does, does it have a shot at the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory 56 million?
0: I don't think it's gonna hit 56. Yeah. I don't see that. Yeah. But I'm not upset about it, obviously. Like I said, I don't think that matters as much because with what the perceived quality of this movie and th- when it's opening. I don't think it needs to open to that to Mm -hmm. be a success. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go under that. Okay. And I'm going to say, you know, gosh, this is hard because it is, you know, it's such a busy time. But we're seeing people are showing up. I mean, people went to see the Miyazaki movie. Yep, Boy in the Heron made its $13 million last weekend. And they went to see Godzilla Minus One. And they're still going to see Hunger Games. Yep. So there are people going to see... Films. And so, people looking for family films. I'm going to say 44. Wow, is how I feel. You know what? I
1: mean, I'm kind of in that same range, right? I'll say 42. Okay, I'm feeling a little bit more of the opening weekend might not be blow the doors off, but the legs on this are going to be fantastic. So yeah. I, I'm kind of in that same range. It'll, I think, it gets over 40. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in 2005 just was such an event because Depp was such a huge star. Yes. Burton was such a big name with those IP. Yeah. Summer movie. Opening weekends are bigger in the summer, even if the legs aren't. Yeah. So I think the same thing. 42. Um, you know, I have it in front of me last weekend's box office. I'll give a little top five prediction. Cool. It is kind of a mess when you look at the the things that came out the last few weeks, you know, you have no idea what the legs are going to be on Boy in the Heron or Godzilla minus one at this point. But I'll go number one's got to be Wonka. I'm going to go 42.
0: That's a slam doink, right? I mean, it's got to be a slam doink.
1: That's a slam doink. I think number two is going to be Hunger Games. Okay. Hunger Games made $9.2 million last weekend. I think it holds great again and makes like $7 million. Mm-hmm. That's number two. I think that, hmm, yeah, I think I'm trying to decide between Boy in the Heron and Godzilla Minus One. I think Godzilla Minus One actually has more momentum. Uh Uh-huh. And I think there's going to be, that. Is still might be the action pick for a lot of guys Mm -hmm. this weekend. So I think number three is going to be Godzilla Minus One. Number four will be Boy in the Heron. And then number five, it's such an interesting mix because will it be Trolls Band Together? I think it has to be because I think Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, is going to really fall off a cliff again. that's dead, yeah. And Wish is dead. Napoleon feels dead. Waitress the Musical was a one-week Fathom event. So, yeah, number five will be Trolls
0: Band Together. I think that's
1: the top five.
0: Well, also, I think the Trolls audience is going to be served by Wonka.
1: They Yeah, they definitely are, but I don't think, like, Napoleon or Silent Night or any of these things near the bottom no, of the top Silent ten Night are going to have some kind of jump. Yeah, those Silent are all dead. dead. And I'm looking at – we're not really missing, I don't think, anything else opening this weekend. You know, you've got some limited openings, American Fiction – Um that kind of zone of interest.
0: Neither of those I think are gonna make enough to get to the top five. No,
1: no. So yeah, I think that's I think that is probably gonna be the top five. I think trolls will be number five.
0: I'm I'm gonna go a little bit and I feel like this is just to be sort of mix it up a little bit. Okay. Good radio. Number one, obviously. Wonka, okay. Slam Doink. I think mm-hmm. that's a Slam Doink. Yeah, Doink of the Week. Doink of the Week. Number two, I'm going to go Godzilla Minus One. Okay. Just because I do feel like that has a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Hunger Games. Wow. Then I I do think Boy and the Heron. Yep. Because I do think that's going to have a big drop, but again... It, it's like the Beyonce move. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That thing could drop 80% and it's still a success. Yeah. Because it's all making its money overseas. Yep. This is we're gravy. We're yep. gravy. And we're, that's fine. Yep. Sometimes it's okay to be gravy. So that and then I agree, I think trolls. I think trolls is gonna stay there mm-hmm. in that in that top five. So yeah. It's now do you think trolls gets to a hundred? It, it feels like a Equalizer 3 situation where it's like mm, it's not going to do it and we wish it would do it, but I don't think it's going to. So it's at
1: 82.9. It made $6 million last weekend. You figure it could make another $4 million or so this weekend. So at the end of the weekend, it could be at like 86 87 You know, it really depends on how many theaters it has to shed for – Migration,
0: yes, if it's yeah, that I that is actually a huge deal
1: because it's still at last weekend, it was in 3,400 theaters. It's gonna lose a bunch because it's going into its fifth weekend. It probably loses a lot to Wonka, then it loses a bunch of migration. Yeah, so I think that's what makes it tough.
0: But And PVOD, it's going to go to PVOD in the next few weeks, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, I think Trolls is a the bad guy situation where it ends up in the low 90s.
0: But for a, you know, uh, and also it's one of the rare franchises that went theatrical, then PVOD, then back to theatrical and succeeded. Yeah, So it shows that it's possible, but it's not optimal to do it. I don't think anybody really wants to go that trajectory. Yeah. But it does show that if a brand is strong, it can rebound from being relegated to PVOD. And for good reason, obviously, that was like height of COVID. I mean, that was... was, Spring
1: 2020.
0: Yeah. So there's no way you put that in the theaters at all. But I do think that it's a nice rebound, but also shows... If you would have relegated it to PVOD, the amount of money you were going to make was going to be way less than now. Because it's if it almost makes $100 million now theatrically, add so much more PVOD down the stream. Yes. Yes. Um,
1: so we've got some emails.
0: Let's do it. Let's talk about these emails.
1: So we got an email a couple of weeks ago from... Wanna be oh boy, Andrew. Andrew, hello. And this is in reference to us talking about Mean Girls. So it was the winter yes. preview episode. With Jeff Bach. We were all vi- we're all very high on Mean Girls. That feels like probably the biggest movie of the January February months. Uh huh. You know, potential to outdo the original, get to 100 million. We're all high on that movie. Yes. And we talked a lot about how there's the female audience where that's a generational IP for them. The male audience is going to be in Tina Fey. Yes. So you've got that audience there. Um, and specifically, Andrew is calling out an audience that we maybe didn't mention. Talk about Mean Girls. So the the subject line of his email was Don't Forget the Gays.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. It says, Big fan of the pod. I'm listening to your latest episode. You talk about Mean Girls having a big weekend. You're forgetting about one important theater going group, the gays. Mm-hmm. Every single gay person in the USA is going to see this movie. Mean Girls is one of the biggest gay uh, IPs out there. That adds up to a lot of BO dollars. The gays were also a huge part of the Barbie craze this summer out in full force for Barbenheimer Weekend. Uh, and this was before Beyonce came out. Beyonce, as well, could definitely thank gays and queer people for a few million. Oh, of her 20 million twenty one million dollar debut, Megan two big gay money out there. Love y'all, wanna be oh boy, Andrew. So yeah, we, we never want to forget the gays. no, but we absolutely forgot the gays. we did on that one, and I think the one he called out that is so dead on is the Megan comp.
0: Yes, yes.
1: January movie. Lot of online, sort of like gay, you know, and kitschy, campy excitement about that movie. Yes. And I think he nailed it. Mean Girls is going to have that too.
0: The thing is, um, the gays are on the cutting edge of memeing Mm -hmm. movies positively. Yes. Where you've got the Reddit people making fun of Morbius. Yes. And they're not going to put their card earned money down to see Morbius. They're making fun of Morbius. They're, you know, tearing it apart. They're, you know, uh, d- degrading it. Yeah.
1: And that so that's straight memers you're saying. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And of course we're generalizing. We're generalizing. But, but straight memers are are meaner memers often.
0: Yes. But 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 the queer and gay memers are like, this is awesome, even if there is kitsch to it. Yes. Right? Where Barbenheimer, uh, you gotta believe the first memes were done by the queer community. You ha- I mean, there's just like no way that's not the case. Okay. And then Beyonce, Taylor Swift, you know, Mean Girls, obviously, all this stuff is gonna be lovingly memed and poked fun at mm-hmm. in a positive way, and they'll put their money. Where their mouth is, yep. and see these movies. We've seen this. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, right. So yeah, we were remiss. Yes, for not giving the gays their flowers. Yeah, and we're doing it now. Yeah, and thank you for that email.
1: Yes, thank you for reminding us about the gays. Yeah, want to be old boy, Andrew. So when we get into the nitty gritty in January of the Mean Girls predictions, we will definitely bring in the gay community into those predictions yeah. for sure. So we got some more emails. Um, we got one from. So we talked about the Golden Globes the other day uh, on our last episode, mainly talking about the award for a box office achievement and what a farce those nominees are. They didn't consult the Bo Boys, yep. Scott Mendelssohn, Jeff Bach. You know the people who basically should have been put in a room to pick those nominees. David Thompson. David Thompson, of course. David Thompson. I gets David in Thompson there. in that room. Yeah. You. Wanna O senior intern Christopher, wannabe O junior intern Jack. They get to be in that room and take notes. Take the minutes. They take the minutes. Yeah. Lunch orders. Yeah. And, and get something for yourself, of course. Of course. But they're in the room, they're taking the lunch bring orders. Bring the change, though. Bring the change. Oh, yeah, bring the change. Jeff Bach wants that change. And uh, so we had wannabe O boy Jason. Wrote in uh, to talk about another Golden Globes uh, category, animation. He says, "You guys discussed the cinematic achievement category, but the animation selection was terrible. Wish made it, but Nimona didn't. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Question mark. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did not get nominated. Wow. Hell, slap Paw Patrol in there. At least they had an aircraft carrier." Then he says, I'm being a little silly, but I'm not. Namona was amazing. Animation fans are ticked. Something to keep an eye on as the show approaches. Stay frosty. Want to be, oh boy, Jason. So the one that I I haven't seen, Nimona.
0: It's a uh, Netflix movie.
1: A Netflix movie. So we won't get into that. We haven't seen it. Teenage Ninja Turtles should be in that category yeah. because – that way overperformed your expectations, of the box-ups, made over $100 million. Oh,
0: I'll, I mean, I'll say it. I was Teen Titans Go to the Movies on that one. I thought that's what the ceiling for that was, and I was wrong.
1: You were wrong. That movie made over 100 It made over 100 in August during the strikes when Seth Rogen and and that big-name cast that they had did yes. do no promotion. Yeah. That should get a best animated feature and it didn't get at the Globes but I think of the Oscars Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles should be in there because the box office run on that was fantastic and also
0: I mean listen box office is paramount it's the most important thing mm-hmm. but also the animation was awesome yeah it was, it was really fun mm-hmm. yeah
1: so yeah um, and Paw Patrol did well so mm-hmm. I think he's right Slap Paw Patrol in there at least they had an aircraft carrier. Yeah. So thank I'll ta- you, Jason. I'll, yeah,
0: we'll we'll take his word for that.
1: Um. So yeah, those are some of the emails that. We- oh, here's one last email that I want to get to. So this is from want be boy Zach, and the subject is wrestlers at the box office. Yes. He says Bo boys, I was wondering what kind of value add, if any, AEW World Champion MJF will be in the Iron Claw. Him being the company's clear number one star, do you think that offers any sort of bump? Also, looking down the line, in terms of WWE, do you think their number one star, Roman Reigns, has any sort of future at the movies at the box office? So many fans just assume he'll be moving on to Hollywood. I don't see that it's a given that he'll make it. So that's from Wannabeo, boy, Zach. Let's tackle the last one first. So
0: wrestling
1: star Roman Reigns was in the uh, Hobbs and Shaw movie, the Fast and Furious spinoff. In pretty much a non speaking role.
0: Yes. And at a time where uh, pretty much everybody except for young, young kids despised him.
1: Yes. His character at that time was not very popular. He no. has since become very popular. He's now our tribal chief. He's a tribal chief. Acknowledged me, Clinton thrown his ones up. He's a much bigger star. I don't know. He, I, I agree that is someone who's going to try and be a John Cena of The yes. Rock. Obviously, The Rock is his template. Hobbs and Shaw, I think, was supposed to be his uh, mummy too. Mm-hmm. And that obviously didn't happen. He wasn't ready for it yet. I I, I think, listen, he's a good-looking big Samoan guy with yes. long, greasy hair. So he's got the, the building blocks to be a movie star. He's obviously got a Jason Momoa looked to him. Yes. I think it's possible. I don't, he's obviously not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And the, we've had our issues with The Rock the last few years. But Black uh, Adam I'm, was a bomb. I said that for weeks and weeks and weeks. He, of course, attacked us online by taking down one of our videos because yes. we analyzed his Peacock interview on the Heart to Heart. Yeah. We've had our issue with The Rock. Still a generationally charismatic person.
0: Absolutely, Roman Reigns, I would say, is not in that category. And when you look at the success stories for wrestling yeah. to acting, you've got The Rock. Yes. Number one. Number one. By far. Cena. Yep. And then um, you you have Dave Batista, uh, who's going to win an Oscar. Yes. So, but when you look at the casualties. Uh, the ones like in this era, right? Yeah. I'm not talking Hogan talk- and, and stuff like that because they did hokey movies and was not a Rocky movie, which is great, right? Yeah. But I'm talking about uh, The Miz, uh, Randy Orton,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who attempted to have action star sort of uh, films, right? Um, who else didn't, uh, Jer- did Jericho have any movies where he was the well, lead? Jer-
1: Jericho's been more of a character actor comedian. He's got Terrifier 3 coming up. So I think he's carved yeah. out a niche for himself as whatever he is. Yes. And he was, he was great in the McGruber Mac- movie.
0: Yes. He was great in that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But I, I think- oh, and I guess big show was in that too. Yeah. But they weren't holding a movie together. Yeah. And so that I think the fact that we've had at least three wrestlers go from being WWE superstars to box office stars, Mm -hmm. I just don't – right now, I just don't see Roman being anything special enough for the general audience to gravitate towards him when they already have The Rock – Right. And I know they don't have similar personalities, but still, like, he's really going to have to show something and get a shot. But, like, who opens action movies? Statham? Right. Denzel when he wants to do well, an equalizer? The Could
1: he be a B action star to the extent that that exists? Could he Possibly. be Gary
0: Butler? Could oh, that's, be... that would
1: be such... I think that is such a high ceiling yeah, for yeah. him. Yeah, I like mean, that.
0: that's but that's what I'm saying, is yeah. who opens these? Statham, right. Gary Butler, Neeson to an extent, although he's probably on the wane. Right. Is there an opening for him in a theatrical, is the question. Right, right. I mean, he could he could do PVOD movies till the cows come home. But is
1: there a world in which he is a movie star? I I, I don't, don't see, see it. it. I don't see it. Yeah. But... The other part of that is, of course, and we'll talk more about this, I think, next week. The Iron Claw opens December 22nd. That movie is getting incredible buzz. I think it's got an outside shot of getting in the Oscar Best Picture 10 because I think it's not appearing on a lot of these precursor awards yet, but because people are just starting to see it. Yeah, And that's, of course, a wrestling movie, Von Erich Family. We'll get into it next week. I do think that as a shot of being an indie hit yes. and being an Oscar player. So Wannabe old boy? Zach brings up AEW, All yes. Elite Wrestling star. Maxwell Jacob Friedman is in the movie. He's also a producer of the movie. And what will that mean for the box office? I think we'll get into this more next week when we really talk Iron Claw. Yeah, The thing I've been hearing from some early screenings is that his character – has been cut down a lot okay he plays a a more comedic character that I think they've cut the story in a way to not focus on that so I don't know how much he will be able to bring his fans to the box office but that is someone if we're talking about wrestlers who could be movie stars that's a guy who if if listeners haven't watched him charismatic guy very funny guy I think that he has a John Cena-type future Uh, as a comedic action star,
0: wise guy actor. Yes. I totally agree. Yes. Yes.
1: So we'll talk more Iron Claw predictions next week. But in terms of rest of the box office, yeah, I think Maxwell Jacob Friedman has a higher ceiling than Roman Reigns.
0: I'll tell you what. I went and saw poor things in the theater this past, uh, what was it? I guess it was Thursday. Okay. That Iron Claw uh, trailer played before it, goosebumps. Wow. In the theater, that trailer is so moving, and I got so hyped for it. And you could feel it in the audience that there was hype for this movie. Wow. Because wow. some, some of them, it felt like the first time they had seen it, mm-hmm. and you could tell they were like, oh, what is this? What is this? Yeah.
1: Yeah? All right. So we'll talk more about that. Leading into the opening Iron Claw, I agree. I think that could be an in the indie hit, even more than a Poor Things.
0: Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's got.
1: I think it's got potential for a higher ceiling than, you know, Zone of Interest and it, you know definitely. American Fiction. We'll see, but I, I think I think Iron Claw could be big. So we'll big at that level. So yes. we'll talk about that next week. Uh, Clayton. We love getting those emails. So happy yes. to go through a couple of recent emails. Email us, the at gmail.com. Love having episodes like. And look at the breadth of subjects that we just covered thanks to these emails. Animation, gays, pro wrestlers, becoming movie stars. Those are our listeners just taking us to such varied directions. So the at gmail.com, of course. Follow us on social media. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter X. Bo senior intern Christopher killing it with the clips, with the posts, with the, you know, witty remarks when he captions these videos. Guy's killing it there. So if you haven't mm-hmm. followed us, TikTok, Twitter X, and of course, YouTube. We are YouTubers. All of our episodes go up on YouTube. The web exclusive, the after B.O.'s, these are coming back. Maybe a little Christmas party as a after Bo Web exclusive. Why don't we do that, Clayton? Throwing that out there.
0: Oh well, we have Jack on camera.
1: I mean, that's a party. That's a party. If anyone now remembers it's party. Jack's interview, that's a party. So, yeah, maybe we'll do a little company. You know, we were at my company meet a uh, uh, Christmas party today, but maybe a we go to you know Bo HQ and have a little holiday party there, and that could be a YouTube web exclusive. So subscribe if you haven't, because that might be coming. And of course, Five Stars on Apple Podcasts.
0: Yeah, Uh, can I speak on this quickly? Yes, speak on this. Um, You as fans have done such a great job of just reviewing your little butts off, but they've slowed down considerably. Mm. And listen, I know there's a lot of people, because we look at the numbers, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who haven't reviewed.
1: Oh, I mean, almost uh, this a very small percentage of listeners have actually reviewed the podcast a- on a- Apple a- a-
0: And listen, we know statistically that's the way it is with podcasts. Right. But you're special. Yeah. Our wannabeo girls, wannabeo boys, wannabeo people, people are special. Yes. And they go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. And so we're asking you to go above and beyond. And so this Christmas season... Just go to Apple Podcasts. That's the only one that matters. We're not asking you. Don't do stars on Spotify. If you want, whatever. Right.
1: You don't have to go. You don't have to log
0: into Stitcher. You don't have to log into Stitcher, huh? Uh Huh. What we're asking, go on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and say, love the show, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Five stars, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Something like that.
1: Yeah. We we just got a review last week, a five-star review, which is what we love, Mm -hmm. um, from user... CCO one one two three seven eight nine love it great um that uh, i I what what a personal backstory there must be to that username. So thank you, CCO one one two three seven eight nine who said five stars, hashtag FreePat, love the show, hashtag Wannabeo o people. Great so free Pat, it must have been
0: because you dr- were sick.
1: I was sick, and then there were people who thought maybe I was actually a POW yeah. or, you know, kidnapped in a basement somewhere, prisoner style, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that he or she or people, people. thought enough to hashtag free Pat on a five-star Apple review yes. because maybe that would have worked if I were captive. Absolutely. Um, you
0: can write any old thing uh, because you could just smash your the back of your hand onto the keyboard after you hit that five stars because yes. it doesn't matter what you say – it just matters that there are letters there. Yes. So do that if you want to. Five stars, smash the back of your hand on your keyboard and see what comes up as yep. long as it's not an expletive or anything yeah, like no, that. If
1: you accidentally smash your keyboard and it comes out an ethnic slur, then backspace, 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 and just write, you know. Yes. Love the show, blah,
0: blah, blah. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So for the holiday season, we don't ask a lot. We don't ask anything. No. Right? We give and give and give. Yeah. So please give back. Yes. And give us five stars and, and a review. And of course,
1: Substack, if you haven't already, the BO Boy Substack is just two articles a week from Wannabe O. Junior Intern Jack. I'm
0: starting to like this kid. He is just. This is bad news. I'm starting to like this kid. My heart, like the Grinch, is growing. Wow. Sizes.
1: What will be the multiplier on Clayton's heart this holiday season?
0: I don't know. This Jack's getting to me.
1: But he's writing these great articles. He's writing analysis of the weekend that came, previews of the upcoming weekend, personal stories he wrote about his first time seeing The Amazing Spider-Man in theaters. I think and it was that, Amazing
0: Spider-Man 2, right? Amazing or, Spider-Man yeah. 2,
1: and what that box office run meant him. So you got to go to the B.O. Boys sub-stack. Great stuff happening there. Subscribe. Of course, Scott Mendelsohn's sub-stack. I mean, we get we don't get a taste of this. We are no. doing this because... People need to know that Scott Mendelson has an sub substack. It's worth the subscription fee. This guy is writing up a storm there. Yeah. He's the legend. He's the icon. So subscribe to Scott Mendelssohn Substack. And I think that's it, Clay. I think uh, we've done it. I,
0: I, I can't imagine anything left to be said. Except for until next time, we'll, we'll smell, smell you, you at the box office. Nailed it.